guys, welcome back to another episode of Making Mics Up. On today's episode, I have my awesome friend Erin on here talking about what being a collegiate athlete is like and just kind of what her experience has been like transferring and some softball stuff. And then I will also be covering the first weekend of the Challenge Cup games. I'm not going to go heavy into detail on all of them. I'll probably talk about one or two, but I will give you the overview of what the weekend looked like, who's the head of the table in each group, and what I would like to see this weekend. This is getting posted on Saturday after the first couple games of this weekend of Challenge Cup. So I may say some things and then they may not happen on the Friday night games, but it is what it is, you know? Um, it's just all my thoughts and predictions, and so I hope you guys are going to like this episode. I loved talking to Erin. Erin is so cool, and so I hope you guys like that. I will be sure to drop socials and things at the end, and I will also be doing a little bit of um, a poll kind of thing on my Twitter after this episode goes out, so be sure to keep an eye out for that. With that being said, let's get into it. Hey guys, I have a really cool guest with me here today. So I'm very excited that my friend Erin is here. So Erin, if you want to like introduce yourself real quick, like say a little something, I don't know. Um, um, hi, I'm Erin. I'm currently a collegiate athlete at Trinity Christian College, um, right outside of Chicago. Um, I don't really know what else to say. I'm a sports I'm- manager major. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, like why you started playing sports, what being a collegiate athlete is like, and I said athlete wrong, but anyways, um, we're just going to talk about all those things. So my first question, we're like kind of just getting a basis of like, how did sports play a role in your life growing up? When did you start playing sports? What was all that like? Um, So I would say I probably started playing sports when I was like five or six, six or seven kind of. Um, I played soccer was my first sport Um, so I played that for a while and then when I was like nine or ten my parents were kind of like okay you have to do like try like different things so I did softball was a first one basketball volleyball running like track and you kind of did all the things yeah kind of And (laughs) and then once you kind of hit that like middle school like you have to decide what you're gonna do like in high school um so I kind of reached that point um I wanted to do soccer ended up quitting doing softball getting cut in high school didn't play sports in high school um besides like my club teams and then yeah yeah (laughs) wow Mm -hmm. and then I played club at least throughout high school and then college I knew I wanted to play softball um and then the previous school I was at their soccer coach was like in need of people and basically my softball coach was like hey like there's a new soccer coach he needs people I know used to play like do you want to play soccer too I was like oh yeah sure like and she was like okay great like preseason is in two days like you need to go down there now so I packed my stuff and went six hours away to play soccer so okay Um, so did you play club soccer when you were in high school or you just did softball when you were in high school? I played club my freshman year of high school, um, kind of started out sophomore year, but then decided I wasn't going to try to play soccer in college. So I like, just kind of let it go at that point. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
was playing like sports in college always something that like you wanted to do and like you knew was a goal for you or did, were you just doing you liked playing your sport um I think it was a goal usually around here at least um like when you're a part of a, like a club team like it's kind of expected because they definitely like take you through like the recruiting process like they make you videos um push you to go to camps and stuff like that so like I kind of knew I wanted to I saw like all my friends wanted to so like as a like a club as a team like you guys just kind of all decide that yeah um, and then if you don't like you don't really play so um cool so what was your recruiting process like because I like so I help with our women's soccer team on campus here and I help with like the recruiting stuff but it's like obviously I see like the back end of it and like inputting in all the information so like what was your process like kind of deciding like where you wanted to look at like all that kind of stuff um so when I was first kind of deciding where I wanted to go um I didn't really want to stay in Illinois and I didn't want to be close to home so I kind of like branched out reached out to those different coaches um in like levels that I knew that I'd be able to play in so like probably not D1 probably like mid or low level D2 um D3 and NAIA unfortunately D3 like you don't really get any money so yeah for me I didn't have high academics like high enough where I would like you know cover the majority of my school so that wasn't really an option unless like their softball team was really good um I did look at a couple but um, once you kind of like pick out where you want to be um, is basically like your own work from there which is kind of a lot like being that junior and senior year of high school is like a lot of work yeah. hardly know that. so on top of that you have to go to practice you have to go to camps you have meetings like with coaches you're emailing back and forth like coaches rarely come to you unless you reach out to them first so like, I think my club team, I think our goal was, like, to send out, like, 50 to 100 emails a week. A week? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, you, like, try to do that. I, like, vividly remember if you didn't do you got in trouble. Oh so, <laughs> that was kind of funny. But, I mean, like, at the end of the day, it helps. Like, not everyone's going to respond back to you. So, yeah. Like, realistically you're only maybe getting 50 percent of those back so like it was fine but like that's still a lot like I mean I was stressed out junior and senior year of high school and like I didn't even do a sport and like I was just regularly applying to college so I can't even imagine like all of that <laughs> yeah it was it was something I'm glad it's over <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that obviously you play softball so what has your college athletic journey been like so far because I know like it's been a lot <laughs> and obviously with COVID it's probably not helped a lot so what has that been like for you? Oh, it's been crazy so I started off at a four-year in Iowa this little tiny school like in the middle of nowhere called Waldorf University um like it was going okay like I really like my teammates, like they were good people. Like I'm still friends with some of them. Um, love soccer, like absolutely love my soccer coaches. I still talk to them like to this day. Um, soccer was good, softball was okay. I mean, we weren't the best team, but like, you're not gonna get that everywhere, you know? Yeah. Like, um, so I did play a lot my freshman year, probably just wasn't the strongest on the team 
Um, and then my sophomore year, I really didn't play at all. Um, had some like issues with my coaching stuff. And then once COVID hit, I kind of just decided to transfer. Okay. Um, so COVID was funny though, because we were on our spring break trip in Tucson and, and um, like we kind of knew it was going to be over because NAI was like the last division to cancel the season. Okay. So at that point, like D3, D3, D2, D1 was like over, um, JUCO was over and everyone, like there were D3, D2 teams there. Um, so their games all got canceled. They didn't play. So there was like just us picking up like random like games what we could like have left. Yeah. And we knew like this one game was going to be our last game because we left like that night. And I just remember like my coach literally put everyone in except for me. And I was like, that's what I knew. And I was like, this is not it for me. What the heck? Like, and so after that, we like said our goodbyes. Like I had teammates from a lot of different places. So like the girls on the West coast kind of just went with their families, like back home because, you know, school was canceled. Yeah. Um, so basically like said goodbye to my friends, like in this complex parking lot, um, and then we got on a plane. I think our flight was like at like 8 p.m. Um, had a layover in Chicago. Um, but I went back to Iowa anyways. Packed my stuff. My dad came to get me. I had four teammates from Hawaii. Um, sorry, I kind of probably just butchered that. But um, one of them lived with me for three months. Um, oh, my God. Because of COVID, she couldn't yeah. go home. So... And then once she left, like, that was kind of me realizing that I don't want to go back. Of yeah. course, my stuff was there still, so I made my decision to transfer, um, went back to go get my stuff, and then, like, that was it for that school, unfortunately. Um, and then, like, during my transfer process, I kind of knew who I wanted to play for, I, that I wanted to go home. Um which was like not what I wanted in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so my coach now um, is great. She was like the one that I knew I wanted to play for. She's a great coach. Um, yeah, just kind of was like, she would ask me, she's like, are you thinking about anywhere else? I'm like, no, like I want to play for you. Yeah. So <laughs> this is where I am. Then um, I, I was lucky enough to get a soccer scholarship here um didn't just didn't work out with the timing and injuries and stuff like that so I ended up dropping that so now I just play softball full-time that's exciting your softball season just started right yes we just got back from spring break so awesome what was so what is like the transfer process like for you know anybody who does not understand that like or at least for you like what I know you knew where you wanted to go but like how does that whole thing like work um, so the tricky part is it about it, about it, ugh, um, is like, if you're going to transfer in different divisions, like it's really difficult to like get the paperwork approved and stuff. Um, it really just depends on who you're working with. Unfortunately, my last head coach, like did not like it. Like I barely, I didn't really get a goodbye. Like my withdrawal papers, like did not get signed. Um, so it was like the process took a long, long time for me, like probably up until a month we started classes. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. But um, 
I mean, if you're working with nice people that understand like the situation you're in, like it's not it's not difficult. I feel like people think transferring is like such a bad thing, but like if you're not happy, like don't sit there and be unhappy. Like it's not yeah. worth it. For but, sure. Yeah. So I mean, it eventually got figured out and it was fine. I mean, luckily my coaching staff now and like the administrative staff like was really good about making sure I got my stuff in like that I was like okay to go you know my first day of class yeah so I mean for the most part it was it was okay so kind of obviously you mentioned a little bit that you know everything with your old school is a little bit like messy um so I feel like that kind of goes along with like the mental health of like student athletes which I feel like is something like very important and something that like I don't know I want I want to talk about a lot more and I'm gonna do like a whole like episode specifically talking about that especially because of like everything that's happened with Katie recently um so just like as a collegiate athlete like what do you think that your schools or like just people can do to like better support student athletes I know that that's like a lot um, but. Hmm. I mean honestly like just making sure like coaching staff gives their players like time off when they need it like it's hard to ask for time off because realistically like none of us want time off because you know that's going to affect like somehow that's going to affect like your playing time or something like that but like just coaches like having grace kind of like with that I mean I feel like they have grace with classes and class schedules. And then when it comes to like mental health, it's like a more difficult topic. Um, but like treat it like it's school, basically. I mean, yeah. it is like if your mental health is not okay, your grades are not going to be okay. You're not going to be all there at practice. Um, like just giving your athletes time, honestly. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously I've never like, really done like a competitive like team sport kind of thing but like you would never expect someone to like show up and run track if they broke their ankle so why do you expect someone to like show up if they're having like a bad mental health day you know and so obviously I like I feel like the conversation around mental health just needs to be a lot more like normalized especially among student athletes and so I feel like having people that you can rely on is something super important. And so it seems like that you have that at your new school, which I'm very happy for you about because like, I feel like everybody should have someone that they feel like they could talk to about stuff. And so I'm glad that like, I don't know, people are kind of starting to talk about it a little bit more, but I don't know if you have like any other thoughts on that. Um, not really. I don't know. It's funny because this is kind of like something my team right now was really struggling with. Um, especially because we're starting to have like our individual meetings like right before season starts. And I don't know, like, I feel like my, my teammates have just been through a lot in the past couple months. So like, it's hard to like, I don't know. It's like a very awkward time for like it to be happening, I guess. Yeah. Um, so like just knowing like my coach knows and we all know that if we need a day off, like she tells us like, if you need time off, like, tell me, like you can take it off. Like, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's interesting because it's literally like, I'm like living that right now. Yeah, but, no, yeah. that is really good that you have a coach who is understanding about that and like, not only willing to listen, but like telling you guys like, Hey, take the time off if you need it kind of thing. Because I think that it's really important. If I don't feel good, I don't go to class. Like it's no different than if you have a cold or something like that. You know, if you don't feel good, you're not going to go do certain things. So 
I'd like the amount of pressure that you guys probably feel, you know, do well in class so that you can keep competing and like all this stuff. I can't even begin to imagine what that kind of stuff is like. So the fact that you have someone who is actively pushing you guys to like take the time if you need it is really good. So kind of like wrapping up before we get into some more fun stuff, because, you know, that was a little bit like... I don't know, not as fun. Um, what kind of advice do you have for someone hoping to play sports in college and just going through the whole process? Um, I guess just like realizing that you can't really rely on other people to do it for you. Like if you want to go somewhere and you like really love the sport you play, like you have to do it on your own because realistically no one's going to help you. Like it's, it's hard. I'm like, not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like it's really hard, yeah. but like, if you want it, it really isn't that much time out of like the day, like to like, you know, email coaches, like, I mean, going to camps is hard, like make a video. I know a lot of people do that. Um, so like, honestly, just like use your own judgment and be like, is it worth my time? Like, yes or no. And then, you know, go from there. Yeah, I think that that's really good advice. Just like, like, obviously with trying to pursue playing sports, but kind of with everything in general, like if you want something, go after it. Like, cause you can be like, oh yeah, I have all these connections, but it's how you use those connections. And so you need to like go after things. And so that is definitely very good advice. And I hope that people will, who are hoping to play sports in college or thinking about it, will keep that in mind. Um, and so I have some fun, like, some soccer related questions, some like other random questions, just because I think it makes it, you know, more entertaining. And I like to call them rapid fire questions, but my mom told me that I um, drag them out too much. And so they're not really rapid fire questions. And so we're just gonna just general questions, you know? And so obviously you're from Chicago, like the Chicago area, big Chicago Red Stars fan. Anybody who follows you anywhere knows that. Um, and so what is like your favorite Red Stars game that you've been to? Favorite Red Stars game that I've been to? Oh man, you've been to a lot of them, so I'm not even. I'm not even gonna lie. I think it was against the Dash. <laughs> it's not even for like. It's not even. It's for the dumbest reason. Like I literally think it was against the Dash, when we had like they had like two own goals. Because it was just like okay, I'm literally gonna get roasted by the Dash fans, but it was just funny. Like, <clears throat> I don't even oh, think, like, I, I don't think people, I don't think people have had that much fun at a Red Stars game, and it was, like, like, we wouldn't have even won if, like, yeah, those two goals didn't happen, but, like, it was just so funny. Was that, like, this most recent season when there were all, like, the yeah. goals for Chicago? That was, yeah, I think it was funnier because the girls were, like, laughing on the field, like, after the second one, and everyone, like, I don't even think there was like cheering like everyone was just like what is going on oh my god like, yeah I think that, that, was started, so funny. that definitely started like the little own goal thing so like that was that was definitely funny yeah that um, it was like own goal hat trick yeah that was that was that was a good one I think okay and then I don't like I feel like maybe I'm making this up but like don't you guys like I've seen TikToks where like softball and don't you like have a song that you like walk out to or am I like being stupid okay okay because I was like I didn't really like I'm gonna be honest I've never like watched a softball game before so I'm, I'll work on it but like what is like your walkout song I guess 
Um, we actually haven't like figured them out for this year yet, but last year it was actually one of my old teammate songs and I literally hate country music, but it's a country song. It's like a great day to be alive by, I don't even know who the artist is, but it's like, it's like such a funny song. I mean, like, it's not funny, but like, I don't know, like whenever it turns on, like the dugout is just like singing the words. So it's like hilarious. Is it supposed to be like, like a, like a hype song or like a funny song or literally just like whatever? No, it's like a regular country song. Like, I don't like, I don't know why it's like, that's like my song, but it's just like, it is. Yeah. But like in general, like the like walkout songs, is it is it literally just like whatever? Or is it supposed um, to like, kind of like have a vibe to it? I don't really, honestly, throughout what I've seen, like, it's really supposed to be like a hype song, but like people, like there is everything. I've played <laughs> against people who have had like baby shark, like. So okay. whatever that kid that sings at Walmart, that song. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Mason Ramsey, the Yoda. Yes, I feel like whatever gets your teammate hype, like that's what you pick. Like <laughs> it's it's funny. Uh, that's yeah. No, that sounds funny. Um, so what is like one of your favorite places to go out to eat after a game? Whether it's like a game that you played or like, well, okay. So after a game you play, and then after a Red Stars game, like what are the places you go out to eat? After a game I play, I have to say Chipotle. I just crave Chipotle after every every single game. I don't know why. And then Red Stars, usually it's pretty late. If it's if it's a day game and we do lunch before, it's Big Star in Chicago and Wicker Park Tacos. Is that the place that we went to with Julia? Yes. Okay, that place was good. And, yeah, and then. If it's a late game, we usually just go to Portillo's, which is always, which we is always a good there. I know. We took you to the two best ones. <laughs> um, who is your most listened to artist on Spotify? Or oh. Apple Music, like whatever you use. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Who is it? I think. Oh, no. It was definitely Taylor Swift. Okay. I don't know why to think about that so hard, because I think... I think like me and Angela and Tamara all had Taylor Swift as our top or something like that. It was like, <laughs> but, um, what is your favorite place that you've traveled for a game? Like for one of your like softball games or soccer or anything like growing up? Um, I think Arizona was probably my favorite. That's fun. I have never been past Ohio. Well, that's a lie. Cause I came to Chicago. Exactly. That's past Ohio. Yeah. So that's the farthest I've been. <laughs> and then last one, but what is the um, NWSL stadium that you want to go see like the most? Like if you're traveling to, to see like a Red Stars game, but like away. Hmm. I think I want to say it's Seattle. I think that's like the next ship we're planning and I've always wanted to go there. Is that why you guys oh, Well, before Nikki got traded, we wanted to go there or Well, Portland. no, but I mean, like, is that why it's, like, next on your list? But, yeah, that's why it's next on the list. We're like, <laughs> Nikki, like, we'll come visit you. And she was like, please do. And we're like, that's okay, good. like, now we have to go. Yeah. Like, and then you guys have to come to New Jersey to come see I know. Red Bull. Yeah. And, and, I'm, I'm, and I can, like, show you guys around. <laughs> I know. That'll be a fun we time. Need to, we need to plan. Yeah. <laughs> I am hoping that I'll have my car next year and it, I will, I want to try to come back to Chicago again because that was a fun time. 
and I mean we lost but it was still fun <laughs> okay I think I feel like me and Angela thought we were gonna lose I feel like we hyped you guys up too much maybe that's our fault I don't know no I feel like <laughs> you were like Julie and I were like really confident and you guys were like we're gonna lose and then it just like went the other way around so maybe maybe we just need to switch that energy next time so seriously but it was still a fun like less than 48 hours <laughs> I'd, I'd take a bus again probably you know like I don't have a car we'll, we'll pick you up again hours. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I, I had, I, and I literally just forgot all the words that I was gonna say. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Um, if you wanna like drop any of your, like your socials or anything like that, if you want people to follow you, you don't have to, if you don't want to, but. I don't know, you can, you can tag them. I don't know them off the top of my head. Okay, yeah, I can tag them. But um, yeah, I don't know if there's like anything else you wanna say before we just like wrap it up. Well. Not really. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah. Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Erin. And now we are going to be talking about the Challenge Cup games in the opening weekend. So I'm going to give you a quick overview of what the scores were like for all the matches. And then we are going to talk about two in particular because I always have to talk about the Gotham games. And then we are going to talk about Angel City versus San Diego, which was the first game for either team. So it was very exciting to see that, but NWCL Challenge Cup Weekend 1 recap, it is separated, and so basically the way the Challenge Cup is working this season, this tournament, um, is that they're separated into three regions, so there's the East, Central, and West. So the East region is North Carolina, Gotham, Orlando, and the Washington Spirit. The Central region is Louisville, Kansas City, the Dash, and the Red Stars, and then the West is the Rain, Portland, Angel City, and San Diego. And so all teams played last weekend. And then in the opening weekend of the games, the East Division, um, the Courage beat Gotham 2-0. And then Orlando and Washington tied 0-0. Louisville and Kansas City tied 1-1. Chicago beat Houston 3-1. West is 1-1. Um, for both games so the rain played portland they tied and then angel city played san diego and they tied so we're first going to talk about the gotham courage game and so this was the first game in the challenge cup for both teams and i think i think it was the challenge cup kickoff in general but ali long and christy muis both midfielders are out ali long is going to be out for a while and her reasoning just says excused absence so that is kind of up in the air. Everyone's like, where did Ali Long go? You know, all that kind of stuff. And then Christy was out for an, with an injury, but I'm pretty sure that she's back this week. Like, she was not listed on the injury report. So hopefully we will see her in the Gotham game this weekend. And then Ife Anamanu is also out. Hopefully she will be back as well. Um, Ashlyn Harris and Ali Krieger made their debuts for Gotham. And that was, like, the biggest thing in the starting lineup. I was really excited to see Mandy Freeman starting and then Jennifer Cujo back in the starting lineup because she was kind of a starter consistently at the beginning of last season and then kind of went away from that. And so I was very excited to see her back in the starting lineup. And then Cameron Tucker also made her NWCL debut. And then on the bench, we had Taryn Torres, who was also going to make her NWCL debut once she subbed in later. And so, this was not a good game for Gotham in the slightest. They got 
I think, four chances the entire game. One of them came from Cameron Tucker in the opening minutes, and it wasn't, like, super dangerous of a pass, but she got a ball from Midge Purse, and then she took a shot, and it went just wide of the goal, but besides that, there was not much action for the Gotham side for most of the game. Um, the Courage is able to get up in, like, the 21st minute, I think, with a header from Brianna Pinto, and honestly, I think everyone, Courage fans and Gotham fans, expected Pinto to score. I mean, she was starting, she played for Gotham for, like, 13 minutes, I think, like, did not get any time at Gotham, and now she's playing at her home, and it makes sense that she was coming for her, you know, revenge goal, as some people were choosing to call it, but I think that she was just finally being able to showcase all her talent. The Courage team, over the offseason, a lot of people were, were like, oh, wow, the Courage is going downhill, but I think that they are rebuilding just in a different way than what people are used to, because people are used to seeing the Courage with Sam, Abby, and Lynn, and those players are not there anymore. And I feel like that could be a little bit worrisome, and The Courage has done some iffy things this offseason, but I overall think that they are building a great young team. And so there was really nothing else for the remainder of the first half. Gotham was trying to build out the back and, like, really struggling with it. There wasn't enough momentum. Caprice Didasco was really off her game, which was not something that we are used to seeing after she was Defender of the Year. And, I don't know, I think that it was definitely first-game jitters. They definitely had a rough off-season with just not being able to train the best because of weather and not having any scrimmages with teams and stuff like that. So, I do think that there were just some overall conditions that were holding Gotham back a little bit. And I hope that they grow out of that for this next game. Um... And then, second half started, Jennifer Cujo got a yellow card. You know, I feel like it's not a Gotham game if someone doesn't get a yellow card, especially Cujo. The refs always seem to have it out for her. In the 51st minute of the match, the Courage were able to score their second goal. Center back Abby Ersig actually scored, and Ashlyn Harris tried. She really did, but she was not able to save it. And I just think that I think that Gotham has been so used to having Kaylin Sheridan super duper solid back there. And not that Ashlyn Harris isn't a good goalkeeper, but I just think that Kaylin Sheridan is the best keeper in the league and Dee Dee Heritage is a close second to that. And so the fact that we got rid of them in the offseason, even if it was by their own choosing, is definitely a big adjustment for the Gotham side. I can't really speak for all that much about the Courage team. I am very bad at being being unbiased sometimes because I will intensely look at the Gotham, you know, roster and everything and not much beyond that, but we will definitely talk a little bit about the Courage too. Um, Dabinia was on fire this game. I mean, when is she not? But especially this game, she was really like tracking so much, getting the ball, and Gotham was having a lot of trouble keeping possession of the ball. And there were so many turnovers that Dabinia was just, like, on top of, like, ready to go, ready to get them. And I think that that was really solid for her. Taryn Torres subbed in for Jennifer Cujo, marking her professional debut. Nicole Baxter went in for Nahu Kawasumi, and Ellie Jean went in for Cameron Tucker. Ellie Jean 
made her Gotham debut too, which was exciting to see. I'm really excited to see how she plays with this team and, like, what else to expect from her. And just kind of all, like, the new players and faces that we're seeing. The best shot for Gotham came in, like, the 60th minute, and that was kind of their last chance. And so Paige Monahan took a shot right from outside the box, but it kind of rolled right to Caitlin Rowland. There was really nothing happening there. And then that kind of, you know, dwindled out time. Dabinia had a header, but um, Harris, Ashlyn Harris was able to save it. And the game ended 2-0 for the Courage. So it definitely was not a great showing for Gotham at all. Um... But I am not worried. I know a lot of people were worried. I'm not. I think that, you know, we have a new coach. We have a lot of new players. We have, well, not a lot of new players. We just have rookies, really. And then we had some trouble off season. I think that it genuinely was just the first game jitters and there's really nothing to be worried about. I think next game, Gotham is going to come out even better than before. And we will see what happens. Again, this is a preseason tournament, so I really wouldn't be all too worried about what these teams look like. Obviously, you know, you're going to have Portland and the rain and I think Chicago, they had a preseason tournament, so they're going to look a little bit more informed than some of these other teams, but this is still technically their preseason window, and so they're really just using these games as a warm-up for the regular season. Yeah, you want to win the Challenge Cup, but at the end of the day, you're main goal is winning like the regular season championship and so if they have to have a couple off games here and there during the challenge cup I think it is what it is so now we are going to talk about Angel City and San Diego what a game honestly like I think play wise it was like a good game like solid from showing from both sides but I think just like the environment and culture was absolutely incredible seeing how many people were there and they reported the number for fans less than what it actually was because there were so many people there that at one point they just like stopped counting like scanning the tickets I think and just like let everyone who had their tickets in so that they could watch the game because the lines were wrapped around the building it was it honestly was so incredible to see how many people were showing up for this I think that everyone's like calling it the California like Classico or something like that. I don't really know what the official name for it is going to be, but obviously California fans are going to show up and it's going to be incredible to watch how these two teams continue to grow. I was really, really shocked by San Diego just because during the off season and seeing who they were signing, there was kind of a lot of questions from me and a lot of other people about what to expect from them because they weren't signing a lot of like you know, midfielders at first. Obviously, that grew, but San Diego was really, really on top of it, and I was really impressed by them. In the opening minutes of the match, I thought that Angel City looked good on the attack with some solid crosses and touches, but obviously, San Diego has Kaylin Sheridan in goal, and she is always on top of it, and San Diego was kind of finding the rhythm the first few minutes but they were applying solid pressure to like force some turnovers and I think that they had a lot of good chances there were some nice crosses um especially from Kristen Westfall she I think she had a really great game I know some people would beg to differ because she couldn't keep up with Kristen but I think she tracked really well and did what she could honestly 
there was it was honestly very back and forth with a lot of the chances but like there was a good chance for Tyler Lucy pass a ball to a wide open Kristen Press my biggest question this whole match was why did they leave Kristen Press open the whole time because uh, like uh, she wasn't able to score at the end of the day but leaving Kristen Press open like that is kind of dangerous because if she gets the ball enough time she is going to put it in the back of the net and Kristen considering she hasn't played in like six months or something like that she looked really good out there and really solid and I'm excited to see her get back into like complete solid form um another player who I think was a really great standout for San Diego was Mira Ali so shout out to Mira because I love her um she was so good at Rutgers and just seeing her make her professional debut was so exciting and I think that she did really good um like getting into spaces and creating opportunities there was a few chances where she got like a free kick like earned a free kick or was able to pass the ball through a little space she did only get 45 minutes but I think it was still a really great show for her professional debut there were a lot of chances where there was huge pressure from San Diego um there was I remember this is like middle of the first half there was almost a goal from, not middle of the first half, this was, like, beginning of the first half. It was crazy, honestly. Um, there was a ball that ended up bouncing around the box, and then T- Taylor Korniak almost got it away, but then Katie Johnson got the ball and then attempted a bicycle kick, and it, like, was so close to not being cleared, and I think that that would have been such an iconic first goal for San Diego, but ultimately, there was no goal there. Um, San Diego was really good at putting Angel City on defensive pressure, you know, getting corners and all that kind of stuff, and I think that it was really exciting to see, just because a lot of people were unsure what they were going to look like. But Abby Dahlkemper seemed to be doing a really good job coaching this team, and I was very excited, honestly. Um, one moment that did get me a little, like, emotional was in the 19th minute, the fans and everyone chanted Katie Meyer, um to honor her and had like a banner with the Stanford jersey on it and I think that that was really beautiful considering there were a bunch of players like Naomi Gurma and Tiki McGrady who had played with Katie and knew Katie and so that did get me a little bit emotional. Allie Riley captaining Angel City was really awesome and she did such a good job um holding things down you know getting up top and I just I'm so excited for this Angel City era with like Allie and Kristen and just everyone they seem to be doing such a good job and like building such a good culture there and I am very happy for the players one thing I can say about Angel City is that I am not a fan of Freya's coaching style at all and I don't like how she waits until the last minute to sub people in I was only able to watch like the first half or so of this game but I know that like, Freya did not make any subs until the end, which doesn't shock me because she did the same thing with Gotham, and I think that it is a really bad way to manage your players and manage their minutes because it is going to make them very tired very fast if they're playing, you know, 85 minutes every single game. So, that is one fly I have with, um, Freya and the way she's coaching. I think that going into halftime, both teams looked really good considering they are new teams, and, Tyler Lucy was able to create a lot of opportunities and connect really well with Kristen Press, which I was 
kind of shocked about. I didn't know how well the two of them were going to connect, but they did a solid job. And Angel City was able to get a goal in the opening minutes of the second half. Savannah McCaskill got a header from across from Allie Riley, and that was where I ended watching the game, but San Diego did get a goal later on. Kaylee Real was able to score in the 81st minute to tie things up, and that was kind of the end of the game. Both teams had a very, like, even amount of shots with 17, um, very similar on shots on target. Overall, like, their pass accuracy, fouls, like, everything was very even, but because of yellow cards, um, San Diego got three yellow cards, and Angel City only got one, and so... Right now, Angel City is top of the U.S. group, I think, because of just the way of the standings of yellow cards. And so I think that that's a little bit funny because every team in the West has some sort of yellow card. I think it's like 3-2 and then two teams have one. And so, you know, maybe watch out on the yellow cards. But overall, I think that it was a really good opening weekend for the NWCL and I am really looking forward to this next season and just being at Gotham Games and seeing these two new teams play and just, I don't know, I'm so glad soccer is back. So I will be, you know, asking you guys what you kind of want to see for me with covering these games. Do you want me to focus on one team and go like super in-depth, do game recap kind of deal or kind of talk more generally about all of them? Let me know, and I promise I will switch up my teams and not just talk about Gotham every week, even though I do love them very much. So, yeah, thanks. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Mickey Max Up. I really appreciate it, um, the support, and just sharing it on all platforms really does mean the world to me. I am very excited about just everything that I have coming up soon. There is a potential that I will be taking a break again, which I know you guys are probably like, girl, you take a break like every other week because I have not been on a consistent posting schedule. Things have just been kind of crazy at school. And so I might pause for a bit um, and then kind of try to get back on track with that. That is very much still up in the air. We will see what happens. In the next couple weeks, I am planning on doing another college episode to just kind of talk about what my classes have been like and how I'm preparing for finals. And then I do want to do like a little life update um, for you guys just in general about all the opportunities that I've had recently, some of the things I've done, and where I want to take this and all the other things I'm doing because I feel like that would be really cool to let you guys in on a little bit more of my life. Again, I really appreciate all the love and support. Make sure to follow, subscribe, tell all your friends to do those things. Um, follow me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Alfano, on Instagram at Mickey Mike's Up, and at Mickey.Alfano. And then make sure to follow Women's Sports Exchange on Instagram and Twitter. I'm pretty sure it is WS and then X change. Like but just with an X. I will make sure to link them under the tweet when I post this, but please go follow those and support that because that is a project so dear to my heart and I'm so glad that I'm able to be the editor of that blog and just kind of help grow women's sports. I know that this is kind of a long outro, so I will end it there, but again, thank you so much and I will see you guys soon.